Hello, and welcome to Make Mine Multiversity, the best podcast in our universe for exploring the Marvel multiverse. I'm Elias Rosner. And I'm Jana Hill. And today, we're here to suffer, or at least prepare to suffer. Excelsior. It's that time of year again. I didn't sound too bummed about the suffering. I think I think I have a good shot, yeah, because it is that time of year, and I think my odds aren't terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to, we're going to have to do a lot of rules lawyering, which is one of our favorite things to do. It is. It really is. Want to explain to the fine people uh, what it is we got in store today? Yes. So last year, uh, as we have in previous years, we made predictions about what would happen in 2023 for Marvel. This was mostly Marvel comics, but also, you know, Marvel TV and games and stuff. And, you know, in past years, we've done not so well. We, uh, I mean, our predictions have never been very, very accurate, but the fun is... Have ever mm-hmm. gotten better than 50%? No, never. But the fun in that, it was always, you know, seeing which of us could get it a little bit more right. And then whoever lost or won, we changed the rules a few times, uh, got to pick the terrible thing we watched and or read. Uh, so this year, the stakes are high. The stakes are in that if I win, we have to read, um, I think it's Major X. And Major what was X. it? Yeah, what was it when, if you won? Um, and if I win, we're going to read uh, Castaway in Dimension Z by oh, uh, Rick yeah. Remender and uh, with art by John Romita Jr., who we spent an entire episode discussing and ranking. Yeah. Yeah, and this this came up as probably the most, maybe contentious is the wrong word, but definitely the one where we had the most split opinion on. What, on uh, Dimension Z? Well, I yeah. like that. I, um, I'm not going to say I like Major X. I think it's a catastrophe, but like <laughs> I'm academically kind of interested in it. So if, if we read it, that, that's, that is interesting. Okay, so shall we get going? We have 10 predictions. Actually, I want to start with my 11th prediction okay. uh, because it was the carryover from last year of Secret Invasion won't suck because Secret Invasion got delayed into 2023. <laughs> and did suck. It did. So I did not get the point. It was, uh, I re- it was, in fact, not good. It was fine, I think, but it was not good. Yeah, fine is like the highest point it could maybe reach if it stands on its tippy toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was, uh, I had high hopes, but they, they let me down at possibly every possible turn. I mean, I guess the be- the the better side of that is I finally read uh, Secret Invasion by Ryan North on your recommendation, and it trucked. It was yep. great. So one good thing came out of that series. Yeah, they had to do a tie- comic tie-in, and the comic tie-in was sort of masterful. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you want to get us started with the predictions or do you want me to? I can get us started. All right. Um, My first one, I think, might take some litigation, as we discussed last time. <laughs> I have not read every single Marvel comic that came out this year, but I'm reasonably okay. certain I know the answer. But my first prediction uh, was Namor will start to look subtly like his MCU counterpart. Hmm. And... I'm I'd like maybe this happened and I missed it somewhere. But honestly, Namor hasn't been in a lot of comics this year. No, he had like one miniseries, I think, like near the end of the year. His previous miniseries was in. Oh, what was it? It was, I forget what it was a tie in to. 
His, I, his the one right before I I don't know when you're talking about. I'm like it, thinking Kurt about Kurt Busick wrote it. It was oh yeah 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 that was around the time Empire was happening maybe. Yes, yes, yeah. And so like uh, hasn't been a great year for Namor 2023, uh, but I like that that movie version everyone really liked and. Mm-hmm. And is and Namor's had his moment to shine in the last couple years in the comics, but not recently. I really liked uh, when he was in Jason Aaron Avengers, leading like the the evil Sea Avengers. <laughs> I could use more of those guys. Those guys were ridiculous. Okay, yeah. And I guess that was my. Uh, I don't want to be because the Black Panther movie is so um, prestigious in tone. I didn't want Namor to, to go in that direction. I want my Namor to be silly and mean. <laughs> yeah silly mean namor is is fun but i don't think i any of the comics i read i encountered namor he must have shown up he must have shown up in like some ancillary role and in an avengers comic or maybe a black panther comic or like a hellfire gala he might have yeah had i a think panel. He, i think he was petty and mean there yeah i think there was a scene where he doesn't go to the hellfire gala and he in one of the tie-ins and he gives someone the cold shoulder so do you think it, it do you think you got this point? I, I do not know. think I got this point. OK, I mean, Namor did not start looking like his MCU counterpart in a way no. that is notable enough that we can be like, yeah, obviously it happened in this comic. We're just like, was he even in a comic? If he was, did he have more than a panel? He did not turn into MCU Namor. And uh, for better or for worse, maybe I think a lot of that has to do with um, the shine off the MCU at the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like uh, the cultural forces were such that uh, Namor's never going to go in that direction, or maybe there's a great Namor comic in the pipe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's not. It's not like what uh, happened to Tony and and Steve. No, who? Yeah, are like impossible to separate from their actors yeah. whenever they're drawn. Now, how about your number one? I don't remember any of your predictions, so this is exciting. <laughs> so my first prediction was Donny Cates will no longer have an ongoing at Marvel Comics, and. I got this point, but sadly it was uh, the monkey's paw curls on this prediction because the reason he doesn't have any ongoing is the reason why he doesn't really have any comics coming out. He was in a terrible car accident early in the year. Oh my goodness, I did. This is the first I'm hearing of this. No, uh, we did talk about it once, but I think it was in passing. Oh my God, did I react exactly like this? (laughs) I think so, yeah. Thankfully, he's okay or, you know, he's expected to make a recovery. But. Yeah, it was. That's why he suddenly dropped off the face of the earth. Why all of his comics, both Thor and Hulk, had other writers take over. Ryan Otley took over. They got truncated. They ended. Uh, and I think the only comic he's really had out was Vanish, and that was at Image. And even that, I don't really know. He could have banked what. up issues or something too. Yeah. I mean, so. I guess. Um, I I hope he has a swift and uh, healthy recovery, and maybe this will give him a. And, and maybe if he wants to come back to Marvel, this will be a creative reset. He'll touch some characters he hasn't before, like because mm-hmm. um, I feel like Donny Cates uh, has been kind of like swinging towards his Marvel masterpiece, but not quite gotten there yet. Yeah, he he keeps trying. He get he gets there for like an arc, and then it falls apart afterwards. Yeah, but so we'll see if he can get there. Always a guy I was rooting for. Okay, you're number two. Okay, so I my number two was Sins of Sinister will lead into the first ever Mr. Sinister ongoing series. Ah, uh, I'm so sorry. Would have been cool, right? <laughs> it would have been so cool. 
that being said, it's not like there's a dearth of sinister uh, conflict. There's four of the no. sin- those guys running around. Five, actually, as of the most recent issues of X-Men. Mm-hmm. And they're all like surrounding that interesting Dominion plot thread from Sins of Sinister. Just like Sinister has totally dominated X-Men in a way he hasn't since the late 80s, I would say. Wow. Okay. Uh, just like Sinister in the 90s and the 2000s was kind of like cool looking mad scientist villain with not a lot of personality. Okay, I I see I see what you mean. He definitely is dominating now. Like I read Immortal X Men, I'm like, so when Sinister coming back? And like I think de facto Sinister is now the biggest X bad guy He's still kicking around there. Magneto still dead, at least for a little while longer. Kind and, of. Um, and uh, Apocalypse not a villain slash not really in this dimension too often. Hmm. So. Sebastian Shaw is doing whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah, he's Mystique at large. and Emma Frost are both anti-hero on the side of good, question mark. But like, um, and and Orcus and the Sentinels and Nimrod yeah. and the humans in general and the concept of bigotry, of course, are all still big villains in the X-Men story. But I feel <laughs> like all of the, like, one of the heads of Orcus is one of the Mr. Sinisters, right? Mm-hmm. And there was the traitor, Mr. Sinister, and there's the magical Ms. Sinister running around. Mm-hmm. Yep. All the like Nathaniel X is finally and usually in the past, he's been kind of um, second banana to Apocalypse. But like these are his plans, his motivations and like his mess. Oh, yeah. His his absolute failings. So having thought that through, I think that we basically like all of X-Men kind of became a Mr. Sinister series, but not in a way that is in the spirit of my prediction. No, sadly not. And I mean, none of these series are going to be ongoings anymore, thanks to <laughs> Rise and Fall and Forever. So even if it was the case, no deal, sadly. Yeah, God, I I it's like we're we're starting to we're on the final stretch of highway before those stories, and I really don't know where we're gonna land or and what comes next is such a huge uh blank spot in my own mind. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. How about you? What was your number two? So mine was Scarlet Witch's ongoing series will become a stealth mini. Now the question is does this count if it got to 10 issues? Because Multiversity had always held, when we're doing our end-of-year roundup, if an ongoing series passes 10, once it gets to double digits, it stays an ongoing, even if it ends at 10, 11, or 12. It's not considered a mini. So does this count? Because it did make it to it, to 10 issues. Hmm. And, well, and I would say, um, at when I worked at the comic shop... Um, our rule was that a uh, 12 series, we labeled it a maxi instead of a mm-hmm. mini. So, uh, but uh, like 10 to, t- 10 to 12 range was a maxi series, but you said mini series. So I don't think under mm-hmm. either of these comic institutions, you quite got it. Yeah. The spirit is there, but the language is not. Yeah. Which is kind of like my Mr. Sinister prediction. Kind of, yeah. I was a little mad, but also this is kind of where I wish stealth minis ended for more of Marvel series. It's like, let it get to 10 issues. And if it's really failing, you can cut it. I feel like the number they should shoot for is always 12 because like six issues is the perfect size for a trade. Mm hmm. And like six issues. Well, has kind of been the standard um, unit of arc for Marvel Comics for a while. Yeah. I guess they don't want to have the the, uh, potential loss leader of like, or not loss leader, but the potential lost revenue of like six or seven issues doing real poorly. Yeah, which I understand is a real concern. But like, 
what if you know figuring out all the distribution and business and printing stuff all that being equal mm-hmm. yeah i agree 12 would be my number yeah yeah what's your number three my number three was moon knight will be added to marvel midnight suns as a dlc character did that happen no it did not and uh. it was kind of so marvel midnight suns came out at the very end of 2022 um and you know most i played most of it in 2023 it was so good, like really I met my very high expectations. And mm-hmm. when and, you know, they, they announced there was going to be four DLC chapters after the main story, and then the game didn't sell. It was a huge bomb. It lost a lot of money. They uh, shuffled uh... the DLC chapters kind of like quietly out the door. I don't think we're getting a sequel or anything. And that's heartbreaking because especially like in this video game year where everyone got into like real fiddly RPG stuff. Mm. like everyone wants to have an rpg where you can like uh, help blade flirt with carol danvers at the book club meeting <laughs> which is what you do in that game but it like just barely missed that boat i mean no it it, it did pretty poorly sales wise and it was a pretty expensive game to make what with the license and everything so there was like a venom dlc and a deadpool and storm and i'm forgetting one character but it wasn't moon knight disappointing very disappointing i mean i i wasn't playing the game so no i know this is much more of a me thing than you yeah. think but well my my number three is very much a me thing and not a me I'm thing. disappointed yeah I, uh, morbius I wrote... was the last uh, dlc character sorry oh morbius yeah i know oh i mean it's cool it's in a... time it's in a video game where you could be Liana Rasputin. I'm not. I guess it it fits. It it's a good pull, but yeah, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Well, they except they it. didn't because they thought that they were making a sequel one day. <laughs> well, maybe in in ten years. Are we up to year number three? Yeah, uh, I wrote that uh, Jean Lin Yang will get an ongoing series that goes beyond twelve issues. Finally, no, no, he didn't get nearly anything close to that he Not got marvel or anywhere else shot no i think he was working on i mean he's a teacher by primarily and he got a tv show yep he had a tv show which also got canceled i always thought that was going to be just a mini series so i was shocked to hear that it was in consideration for a second season not that I wouldn't have loved to have a second season. I did not watch that, but my entire family didn't really liked it. Yeah. The original graphic novel, American Born Chinese, was my introduction to him as a writer. And I mean, I think it was the only thing out at the time. I think I read it before he had published any of his other stuff. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it's a great comic. And uh, yeah. from what it's, it sounds like, the show really did it justice. But mm-hmm. it looks like... Uh, yeah, with his busy many other jobs in this crazy world, he didn't have time uh, to be writing 10 more Shang-Chi series or something. Yeah, and that that's a shame. I I would have loved to see him take on, like, uh, the same, uh, like, I guess a Ryan North Squirrel Girl slot in the, the universe, Marvel Universe, because he did something like that over at DC, and he's got the, a good range there, nice family stories too maybe jeff lemire yeah i mean um i I guess i've been seeing all of those shang chi supporting characters still show up in a bunch of stuff and i'm always happy to see them Mm -hmm. exactly the the dagger and uh and the fist and everyone else yep and what he his new status quo is very interesting i really like that he moved him into that position 
Which position? The as the head of the Five Weapons Society, and so mm-hmm. he's kind of on the outs with the superhero community, but he's not really a villain, and he's trying to like manage all these different worlds. That's a really interesting place for for him. I agree, and we talked about this a lot when that series was going on. That was um, mm-hmm. it's he's he's filled so many little roles over the years that anyone who can like synthesize them into a character, it's a really good character. Hmm. Yeah. So I didn't get this point. I'm quite sad. Not because I didn't get the point, but because we didn't get <laughs> any series from him. He is coming out with a new graphic novel, though. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four? OK, we're up to my number four. I'm going to oh, say yeah. right up the front. This is the one that is like so off that I should get penalized. Oh, OK. My prediction was uh, Fall of X will turn out to refer to the fall of Professor Xavier. Krakoa will remain standing and remain walking like a man. Hmm. Uh, no, none of that happened. Uh, Professor X is actually the only mutant still left on the island, and he's just like murdering everybody who comes to the beach. And um, Krakoa, the nation, is shattered and no more. And the laws of Krakoa no longer apply. Yeah. Because um, the, there's no more nation or government. Everyone's in the diaspora. I could see this having swung all the way around, though, because this really was at the high profile fall of Professor Xavier. Yeah, he's I, the only one on the island left. Krakoa's not up and walking like a man, but well, but it wasn't Arako. It was Korak. Okara? Okara? O- no, not Okara. It was like another amalgamation of the of those letters on Mars or on, on oh, Arako. Yeah. Right. Well, the the character Krakoa, like the living being Krakoa, yet lives, but has fallen, like has fallen. The, yes. uh, the nation and the character has fallen with Professor X. And the spirit of what I was saying was that Krakoa would can, would persist, but that but, uh, Professor mm, X would be on the outs and exiled or something. OK. This is just like a big note. This is my biggest, most definitive note. Spiritually, yeah. this was the opposite of what I was saying. I was like, everyone else is going to be fine. Nobody else was fine. No, no one else was fine. That That's fair point. <laughs> uh, my number four, I think we're going to have to litigate. Hell yeah. Because uh, I wrote Spider-Man, adjectiveless Spider-Man, the Dan Slot series, will continue to have zero impact on the main title. One, it ended after 11 issues. It had mm-hmm. two arcs. One was End of Spider-Verse, and the other was whatever the hell was going on with Spider-Boy. Spider-Boy? Yeah, Spider-Boy. They reintroduced... I read this in between last episode and this episode to be like, well, did this have any effect? Because I was Mm -hmm. seeing some of the ramifications in, I think it was Amazing Spider-Man 40, the anniversary issue, where they were teasing the other Spider-Man stuff. So what happened with Spider-Woman? She got erased from existence and then she got brought back in. But now her kid is, no one knows that she ever had a kid. I, I have to say this might be my least favorite Dan Slot series. There's like one issue that was really good and a few concepts that are there that were interesting, but like this thing, this series felt so regressive. I did not like it. I find that to be the case with, with a lot of the um, Marvel creators come back to do a character they once yeah. did a definitive run on. It, it's always disappointing. God, it was, yeah, not great. But I don't know whether it had any effect on the main title. I mean, like I said, the Spider-Woman thing has continued. Spider-Boy has not really been acknowledged 
the Superior Spider-Man is coming back as well. And I think there's been a caption on that, but it, I, I think I, I think, get this point. I think you get this point. Yeah, I agree. If we can't point to something that's like, no, 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 clearly that was the one, then, yeah. God, what a what a waste of a series. Yeah, I mean, that's the case with every, uh, I'm trying to think of all the guys I like, when Mark Wade comes back to do a random miniseries, or uh, Peter David. Mm, I feel it less with Wade. I think Wade has found a way to have a good handle on it. Kurt Busick, too. Yeah, uh, well, Busick's always uh, exceptional in this case. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Wade is, I think Wade's gotten about a 50-50 average. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because uh, sometimes he, uh, and Claremont, uh, like, uh, I, you know, I love Claremont. I don't want to be mean to Daddy Claremont, <laughs> but his last good X-Men comic was 1991. Ooh, yeesh. Um, no, that's not true. Um, End of Grays is, like, terrible in terms of emotionally devastating, but it's actually a really good comic. Okay. Uh, that's the one good arc of latter day Claremont that I like. Okay. It's the one you'll defend. Yeah. And even then it's like not a hundred percent. Uh, my heart's not in it. Mm, okay. So what's your number five then? Okay. This might need some litigation, but I Ooh. think Leah Williams will start a superhero ongoing. Oh, Hmm. Mm. talk it up. Talk through your thought process. Well, she didn't have any ongoings at Marvel. That's right. But she does have a superhero ongoing, I believe. I'm going to double check. Double check for me, but Harley Quinn is a superhero ongoing for DC, no? I Oh, it is. It is an ongoing. I just want to make sure she's actually heading up the title and didn't fill in just a couple times. Man, I should have looked that up myself. But yeah, I was reading over my wording of this and she's not doing Harley Quinn. I was wrong. It's the new Power Girl series. Oh, that's right. That's right. I read one issue of that Power Girl series and it ruled and I'm going to read the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was in addition to Harley Quinn. But yeah, you're right. You're right. uh, Me too. I don't know why I thought I think I think Teeny Howard is doing Harley Quinn, too. Teeny Howard was doing it at one point, I guess is still doing it. I, I had thought there had been more. I thought Teeny Howard was on Catwoman. This is not a DC podcast, and I'm way all over the place with my DC. Yeah, but I see what you mean. She is, in fact, heading up on a superhero ongoing, just not at Marvel. Ooh. I was thinking through the rationale of this prediction, and it was that Leah Williams, uh, again and again and again, at Marvel, started a book, but it was only an ongoing, did an amazing one-shot issue. Uh, It started an ongoing, retroactively gets canceled, downgraded to a mini. Just like, she could never get ahead of Steam going, and so I don't really know what a Leah Williams series is paced like. I know her Mm -hmm. writing style, but like, I've never seen her have to plot anything, because her plots always just get, you know, the floor ripped out from under them. Yeah. So we were talking about how we wanted to see her do this next thing of getting a real ongoing to show her stuff. And then she left Marvel. But I think this is in the spirit of it because we were hoping she would get more because we wanted to see more from her. And then if Marvel didn't give her the opportunity, she just looked elsewhere and did what we wanted her to. Yeah, I am. I'm like, do do we do a half point or do we do a full point for this one? Because you definitely have to get something. For, I think I get the point for this one. If I wanted it to be a Marvel ongoing, I would have said Marvel and not superhero. Okay, okay, okay. And I said superhero because I meant... Um, you meant like, anything. But I meant uh, if she does like a, a young blood book over at Image, that would count. But like if she does her own original book at Image, maybe that wouldn't count. I, I just like, I like her working with other mm-hmm. characters because of her irreverency. Yes, yes. Okay. I am 
I have given you the point. I have put it on the uh, what's it called? The scoreboard. I put it on the scoreboard. Not a sports fan, are Elias. Well, I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired, too, but I like baseball. We're a baseball family, my family. You got Ooh. a number five before we go to commercial. Yes. So this one is the one I am least confident about. So Marvel will do at least three major events crossing over at least two different lines. And one of them will be a complete dud. Okay, so Uh, this is this is meant to litigate. So I assume you have a you have notes in a presentation. Yeah. So originally I said Sins of Sinister doesn't count, but Dark Web does as like an example, because Sins okay. of Sinister does not cross across, across multiple different lines. It's all within the X-Books, but Dark Web crosses across them completely because it goes Spider-Man office and X-Men office. Right. And that was definitely a crossover. Like uh, there was a Spider-Man villain teaming up with an X-Villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could not. This was not the year of events. I'm shocked. You know, I, I'm me in 2022 would have been shocked, but having just lived the year, that kind of is what it feels like, right? We were talking yeah. last time about how this was like um, a real shuffling around the pieces before the the next big uh, push. Mm-hmm. So what I have was Contest of Chaos, which was entirely within the annuals. Okay. I don't know if we want to count that. Weapons of Vengeance, which only had four issues and crossed over. Ghost Rider and Wolverine. Okay. And then I had Dark Web. Uh, and I wrote that Sins of Sinister didn't count uh, and Carnage Reigns didn't count either because those were all Spider-Man books. I think they were all Spider-Man books. I don't think anything from outside of the Spider-Man section went in Carnage Reigns. Uh, I see then, what you mean. I, mm-hmm. Okay, here's the, here's what we have to litigate then. Here's the real question. Mm-hmm. What was uh, Weapons of Vengeance, the four-issue one? Yeah, and then I also said gang war doesn't count because it's not even over. So there's no way to to judge that. Yeah, although so far it's only been in the Spider-Man line. I mean, with like Luke Cage and stuff, but... Luke Cage, Daredevil, Shang-Chi, it's all the New York Street heroes. Yeah, but so my, my question is, is Weapon of Vengeance an event or is it just a mini? Hmm, yeah. That's the that's what it, that's what the decision it hinges on. So like, what's it's an event? It's definitely a crossover. It's definitely a crossover. We've talked about the difference between crossovers and events on this show. Yeah. I think it's a crossover. Yeah. That that was my feeling. I'm like, oh, uh, does it count? <laughs> I don't I mean, think I so. Think, I think, again, like spiritually, I, it should be clear if there – and usually there's a lot more events in a calendar year than this last year. Yeah. That's where you, that's where you went so wrong. That's where I went so wrong. I was amazed. But, yeah, so I don't think I won this – Uh, And I don't think any of them were really a complete dud either. Like, even Contests of Chaos that I didn't really read, it's one of those annual events, kind of like Acts of Vengeance that, you know, can't really go wrong. Yeah, they used to do the. There was a couple, there was like a decade or two where this was what they did with their annuals every year. Yeah. So, oh well, no point for me. Yeah, that one was complex. I liked, uh, I liked sticking that, uh, running that, through our uh, our careful process, mm-hmm. we so what's the currently the score is I have one point. Elias has two. Will I be able to catch up? Will I be able to pull ahead? We'll find out after the break. Hello, my name is Alice W. Castle, and I host Force Ghost Coast to Coast on the Multiverse Podcast Network. Each episode, we discuss all the news from the galaxy far, far away 
from movies to comics to novels to TV to games and everything in between. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Come join us next time, and may the Force be with you. And welcome back. We're litigating our 2023 predictions. I am currently leading at two points to one point. Will that stick? Will we make it to the end? Find out now, now. true believers. <laughs> now, actually. All right, Jaina, you're number six. All right, my number Dazzle six. Me. Oh, this is going to be a real, uh, we're going to have to fight this one. Ooh. Okay, I wrote, I'm going to read you how I wrote it because it's very funny from where we're sitting now. Okay. Hickman's mystery project, parentheses, still a mystery, <laughs> will be revealed to be a spiritual sequel to his S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Mm. Now, uh, there are two Hickman series, which as of yet don't seem to be directly related, just two different things he's doing. Mm-hmm. And one of them, his new Ultimate Universe, fucking rules, first of all. Those comics are so good. His first issue of Spider-Man is now out, and I loved it. Um, and I was, for years on this podcast, was I begging for a Hickman Spider-Man series, and now we have it. But I didn't predict it this year. But I don't think that Ultimate series, even though it has like a lot of the themes you'd find into your typical Hickman book, it's definitely a follow-up to uh, his, his stories about the Maker and his Ultimate comics from 10 years ago. Correct. Yeah. So so I don't think there's any way to say Hickman's new ultimate stuff is a spiritual sequel to S.H.I.E.L.D. Not in any but, way, shape or form. But that brings us to G.O.D.S. Gods, yeah. which is about like cosmic secret agents who serve the highest powers in the universe. And a lot of the imagery and even some of the mythology does appear in that S.H.I.E.L.D. series. I think I'm, I'm going to say I think you get the point because yeah? it, you said a spiritual sequel, and this feels in every way, shape, and form the magic cosmic sequel to the uh, sci-fi, I guess, spy thriller that was S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and, I, you know, I wrote the word spiritual sequel, and I feel like typically the things you look for in a sequel are like the previous characters return mm -hmm. or uh, do they follow up a previous uh, cliffhanger? And while this definitely doesn't do that, it is thematically about like the biggest powers in the Marvel universe and, uh, and secret and, like, societies yeah, and secret all societies the battles that, that happen behind the scenes, the real people who pulled the strings of power. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, the typical Hickman uh, threads true, but I think that God's really does feel like shield and the title does seem to kind of be winking at it. And we didn't know the yep. title. No, we didn't. Uh, when I made this prediction, I t on the title alone, he's clearly trying to evoke shield. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. I really hope he brings back. Do you remember in that comic? There was the, the literal shield from ancient Egypt that they used to, mm -hmm. in the fight against apocalypse. Yeah. And there was also the spear that goes to Russia and gets taken by Hydra. I just like I need to have those artifacts followed up on. It's so cool. I kind of hope Leonardo da Vinci's stupid hat shows up. I'm desperate for I love his Leonardo da Vinci with his cool like Leonardo. He's like a Leonardo da Vinci Iron Man. He looks so cool. Mm hmm. He can mm -hmm. fight uh, Renaissance Vulture from Spider-Verse can be his arch nemesis. Ooh. Ooh, that uh, could be this fun. This is something like. This is sounding less like a Hickman comic by the second. What's yeah, your number six? That would be like a what if. <laughs> that would be like a Jerry Duggan comic. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number six was a new Guardians title will launch with a non-male writer or artist or both. I lost that, like, the week we released the episode. <laughs> I mean, there could have been another another, but there was not. There was not. Uh, and this new volume is also ending soon. I cool. thought it was a... I liked it more than I didn't. I thought it was a cool yeah. approach. It just, um... It was like a Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Lansing and Kelly did a pretty good job of, of of writing that one, and Kev Walker brought great art. Yeah. So I can't knock the book. It's just it did not light the world on fire. No, but I really I think it's a really cool idea that like um they approached it with like they're on this one planet. The story is on the planet, and at the when they leave the planet, that'll be the end of my series and the beginning of the next. Like more. People should do that. I would love uh, like um, a Winter Soldier series where he's like trapped in on this one location, like a secret base or something. Ah, the man on the wall. Yeah, the man on the wall is who I'm referring to. But yeah, I don't know. Just like I like the idea of locking it down and it kind of like broadcasting to the reader. This this isn't a mystery of how long this is going to go on for or like where this is all going. You know Mm -hmm. where this is going. They have to escape the island or the planet or whatever. Yeah. I agree. Clear objective focus. And, that, and you know, I feel like the Guardians, um, at this point, you could blow up another planet, but, like, the impact has kind of been uh, deadened by Bendis doing that 80 times. <sighs> yeah. But, so, we get, but at least we now get to see Nova flying around when, when Ewing does him screaming, I, I have to, I'm the only one. I can do this. I can save everyone. I am so glad I turned you into a, a, a Robbie Ryder fan. Yeah, I never thought R- it would Richie happen. Ryder. Rich Ryder. Robbie's his brother. Yeah, that series was so good. Corel, remember Corel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just like uh, there's been a couple of comics like when we read that Moon Knight comic that I came mm-hmm. over very hard and I was like, yep. where have you been hiding this? And I think that Nova series kind of worked on you. It did. It did a lot. Uh, so what's your seven? I'm curious. All right, so these next my my last couple are um, the easiest ones to litigate, I think, actually. Okay. My number seven is Charlie Cox will show up in another MCU movie cameo. I haven't seen every Marvel movie this year, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Um, what movies? Last time he showed up in Spider Man. Yeah. And then uh, this year, I mean, just off oh, the top of my head, I don't think he head. showed up in any of the any of the movies i think he might have shown up in one of the tv shows he showed up in she hulk before i made this prediction and mm-hmm. i don't think he showed up in echo which at time of recording has been released but i haven't watched it but i heard it's pretty good mm-hmm. and uh and even if he was in echo that wouldn't count i said movie yeah yeah he does he is in the first episode of echo uh so you know you would have been I'm, there but i'm enough he hasn't of a been smirk in the movie that mm-hmm. uh that I'm like, All right, yeah, uh, maybe I'll go watch the first episode of Echo later. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I What's up with her being the Phoenix? That's weird. I We went back and we read that arc and it did not clarify. Uh, She won some cosmic contest. I don't know. Yeah, right. That's know. how I feel about it, too. But like I have seen um like like uh, folders being sold at an office max with a bunch of like Marvel characters on it, including Echo as the Phoenix. I mean, it's a cool design. It is a cool design, but like, there's merch out there, and apparently, they're really like, "Oh yeah, Echo, the Phoenix Force." And well, like, she had she had a couple miniseries as as Phoenix. Yeah, 
One was written by Rebecca Roanhorse, I think. I, that's cool. I like her prose. I go back and forth. Sure. But like, I don't know. I, I don't feel that any of the Echo's adventures with the Phoenix Force have like done a good job at justifying why her, like what this means cosmically and, uh, and for her personally. Maybe that's 2024. I mean, I guess I hope so. But the, the thing I, you'd really want to see, right, is um, Echo interacting with other characters that are like Phoenix adjacent. Because if you give Echo now a special connection to like Rachel Summers, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. That's like uh, giving more stickiness in the universe of because uh, mm. Rachel was the, the most successful Phoenix Force host of all time. She just feels kind of disconnected from everyone else still. Yeah, she feels it feels like she's still siloed in that weird Jason Aaron bubble that he did his entire run in. Mm, yeah, like yeah, I feel like on escaped. Krakoa, they would I mean, not that there is a Krakoa, but I feel like if you put 10 mutants in a room, they're going to talk about where the Phoenix Force is. OK, anyway, we're getting kind of uh, far away from Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox didn't do a, any sort of movie. No. He did do a movie called Stardust once. He's wonderful in that. Go watch Stardust again or if you haven't. Mm hmm. Stardust honks. What's your okay. number seven? Uh, Hickman and Sheedy's new series won't be Doctor Strange or Defenders. It'll be an Exiles book. Gods was not, in fact, an Exiles book. What did you mean by Exiles when you said that? Like the Exiles team. So like it had Blink and then a bunch of other random guys? Yeah, not necessarily Blink having to be there, but a whole bunch of like alternate universe versions of characters coming out and doing, uh, you know, bonkers multiversal adventures. And one of them might have been a Doctor Strange because we had that Doctor Strange art. That was kind of what I was trying to get at. And it's not that. It's it's straight up just regular ass Doctor Strange with cosmic people. I'm looking over at my bookshelf right now and um, I have four fat paperback volumes of all of the Exiles 90 series. Ooh. And I kind of stand it and I kind of think you might love it. And we should talk about this off the air some more. Yeah, I think I will. I really like the Saladin Ahmed uh, Exiles book that, from a couple of years ago. That was like ago. better. That was like actually like a high quality comic I would just give to somebody who loves comics in general. Yeah. This Exiles book is like not always successful. There's some like really terrible late 90s politics that are cringe, but kind of funny. So like when we were reading Avengers of the Era. <laughs> Sure. But like the way it uses the Marvel Universe and most of all, the way it uses its own premise, like every arc, they go to a different Marvel world and they have a very clear mission to like prevent a terrible tragedy. And as you read this really long ongoing that ran for like 100 issues, because that's what we did back in the day. Mm hmm. You you really get to see the characters change over time. You see the comic relief yeah. become cynical. You see um, the leader of the team go through a terrible tragedy and have to like find a strength he never knew he had at one point. It's like really good ongoing stuff that I think you'll love. Okay, but you'd love it more if Hickman was writing it, and he ain't. He ain't. What's your number eight? Okay, my number eight is that Marvel Snap. You know the cell phone game will do a Krakoa focus season. Has that happened? All right. So currently, uh, the month of recording, the the season of Marvel Snap is Planet Hulk. The newest car is, card is Scar, and there's like a bunch of Planet Hulk characters in it and variant costumes for Silver Surfer for some reason. Mm-hmm. But last month, the theme uh, was Hellfire Gala, and the main card was Sebastian Shaw, 
and now there's variant cards you can find of every character who got a uh, Hellfire Gala outfit in any of those series. Just all of Ooh. the uh, different outfit uh, covers are now like a collectible set of cards you can collect, and you better believe I'm collecting them. Okay, that f- that feels explicitly Krakoan era. I think so, especially because like all the cards they released with it was like Krakoa era arts. It was mm. Shaw wearing the like military dress uniform that he wore at the Hellfire Gala, and there's a Professor X card where he's wearing the uh, helmet and he's kind of doing that like little mincing prancing walk mm-hmm. that he likes to do now mm-hmm. that he has legs. Mm-hmm. That- mm-hmm. Now that he's ambulatory. So, yeah, I think that this counts. I think that the, um, this was not just an X-Men season, but a Marvel snap, but a uh, Krakoa season being Hellfire Gala. And next month they're doing um, Avengers versus X-Men. I think the main new card is Pixie. Huh. And I don't know if it's going to be Krakoa-ish. It would be fun to litigate that, but I think Hellfire Gala must count. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. All right, so my number eight is... Al Ewing will finally get to write Avengers proper. Womp womp. Such good wishful thinking. Yeah, he got his uh, Avengers Inc. that was sadly cut too short, uh, and the job went to Jed McKay instead on Avengers proper. So Um, I don't get the point. Who, again, I think that series is kind of uh, a little bit better than people give it credit for. Not a lot better, but a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I'm I'm excited to see where it where it's going. It feels like it yeah. has a vision. Yeah, and it it reminds me of what I was liking about that Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like a really good adventure, another chapter in the story of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Number nine. We're getting there. Num- number nine. Okay, so my number nine was professional wrestler Johnny Gargano will work a PPV or a PLE if you're nasty. In Marvel cosplay. Okay. And, Elias, will you please turn your eyes to our Discord chat? Okay. I'm going to put a picture. This picture is from uh, January 28th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Can you describe for the viewers uh, the picture that I've dropped here? Uh, you've dropped a picture of a drawing on the right of our favorite, maybe not favorite, current big bad Kang, and on the left is who I am assuming is the wrestler in question wearing a it's not a bodysuit, but it's it's a it's cut off at the at the arms. It's got the the Kang blue not blue green and uh, purple. It's got fake abs, I guess. It seems like it's the inverse colors of Kang, uh, and his uh, booty shorts are quite purple. There's no question that that is at least trying to evoke the comic book character. The The announcer said as much. I went back and I watched the clip. Oh, good. They said, oh, he's dressed as Kara Kane the Conqueror. Johnny Gargano uh, has been known to do Marvel cosplay. And sometimes he, I, he did Mandalorian once, I remember. He do, he'll do other things. Mm-hmm. And at when we made those predictions, he had recently come back to WWE, but wasn't doing a lot of wrestling. This January pay-per-view where he did the Kang costume was actually, as near as I could find, the only pay-per-view where he had a match. Mm-hmm. So it happened immediately after I predicted this, and I got lucky with the timing because he's been on, I think, paternity leave or something. So actually, he oh, just wow. didn't wrestle any matches after the Kang one. Damn. But So I think I get the point for Kang. I think you do. 
Okay, so my number nine number is going to require some some litigation. Excellent. Marvel will have a breakout character, and they will fail to do anything good with them. Did Marvel have a breakout character in 2023? Well, I don't know. Yeah, what's um? Make a case for somebody. Who's who's your case? Uh, I don't even have a case. I was like, maybe Spider-Man India, who got a, a miniseries. And same with the and and um, Spider Punk got a mini as well. Yeah, so they did something with those characters, but like the the only character that I feel like were breakout were the ones from Spider Verse, and even there, they they did kind of capitalize on them. They just didn't do a lot. Okay, can I? I'll tell you my threshold, and you'll tell me if this seems legally good. Hmm. Uh. Okay. So when. The, the the first Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movie came out. The villain in that was the lizard. So there was a lizard arc in the comics, like right around the same time. And then if I recall, there was a little lizard miniseries after that to like deal with his new status quo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't call the lizard a breakout character, even though he got some extra issues focusing on him because of a multimedia tie-in. Okay, yeah. But then if you go look at the original Spider-Verse, Spider-Gwen like immediately beloved ends up playing a bigger role in the story. Like at the end of the story, you can feel that she's getting more of a spotlight shine than her than the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then she got an attempt at an ongoing being Marvel. They canceled the ongoing every couple of issues and restarted it, but she's had like multiple ongoing series. And even if you want to say she's um, not the most popular character, like she's been in print almost consistently since she broke out. Yes. I I think that's the threshold. Okay, and she actually got she fell victim to Secret Wars. She didn't get yet herself canceled. She fell victim to the Secret Wars at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. That does that does make sense, Which, and I like Secret Wars so much. I'm kind of willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she did not fall victim to Marvel's publishing in the same way as some of the others have. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone. Um, yeah, I like uh, the my only thought was uh, Spider Verse characters. Actually, my yeah. first thought was of Miles Morales, but he already broke out. Yeah, he broke out years ago, and he just keeps having, having a, even more. Just keeps cycling up. Yeah, I, it turns out that the Spider Man character is good, and the themes in that story like really resonate with people. And maybe they should keep mm-hmm. writing books about them. Yeah. So, do I get this point because they didn't have any breakout characters? I think you definitely don't get the point. You got wiped. Yeah, that's as bad okay. as my uh, my fall of X prediction. Yeah, that's what I thought. The fact that I couldn't point to someone and be like, "This character had a banner year," and had we, yeah. had one. We that, can't litigate if you don't have a case to litigate. Then we're just not litigating anything. All right, all right. What's your last I mean, one? I would generously offer you a breakout character if I could think of one, but like, yeah, there's not none yeah. in 2023. All right. My 10th and final prediction, we're not going to have any conversation about this because we're just going to be like, yep, okay. Uh, a new Avengers ongoing comic will be announced and the writer or artist will be a woman. Nope. Disappointing. I thought that this was going to happen. I just like, um, they're really good about giving books with female fronted characters to women writers, but they're less good at giving other books to women writers. And I that's the, mm-hmm. that's the social change I want to see next is I want to see like, just like a woman's writing Iron Man, and it's not like a, it, no one even notices. Yeah, we can. We I was gonna say we can hope, but Marvel they're gonna be moving at that glacier glacially slowly. 
sadly. Yeah, I mean, they. what I'm really getting from this episode and last episode is that Marvel needs like a big shakeup and maybe some exciting creative uh, announcements will give them that juice. Maybe. Hopefully. Because right I, now, it's, they're this, just like shuffling around their best guys from title to title right now and who are all mm-hmm. doing pretty good. Yeah, I think they might need some new upper editorial blood. Yeah, almost definitely, because uh, I'm seeing a lot of patterns of previous years. Yeah. So my last one is that Spider-Gwen will return with a new series, be it ongoing or mini. And she did. I think she had two. Yeah, I think she had an ongoing and a mini. Yep. So I get that point. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. All right. So I'm going to just go through um, my correct predictions real fast and then count them up. Okay. All right. I predicted that Leah Williams would start a superhero ongoing, and she did. It was Power Girl for DC. I predicted that Hickman's mystery project will be revealed to be a spiritual sequel to his S.H.I.E.L.D. series. And we decided, yeah, it's definitely a spiritual sequel. Marvel Snap will do a Krakoa-focused season. They did. It was Hellfire Gala, and it ruled. And wrestler Johnny Gargano will work a pay-per-view in Marvel cosplay. He did. It was Kang the Conqueror, and that kind of seems uh, not so good in hindsight, but what you gonna do? Yep. That leaves me with four points for this year. Better than I thought I was gonna do. Yeah. Almost 50%. Almost 50%, yeah. So I had Donny Cates will no longer have an ongoing at Marvel Comics for perhaps the worst possible reason. Yeah. I got... uh, Spider-Man, the Dan Slott series, will continue to have zero impact on the main title. And Spider-Gwen will return with a new series, ongoing or mini. I only got three. So... Oh, my God. So I I pulled ahead by one. It's four to three. I thought this would be more complicated. No, no. We got a a clear winner, which means next time we're reading Castaway in Dimension Z. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Maybe not next time, but I'm going to find that. um, That's probably on Hoopla. Hoopla's got such a good collection. Yep, I own the issues. So I would say I do not own this in issues of trade. This is not a comic I like. Oh, God, but I have to read it in the Kindle app. I might just check it out of the library. Yep, I found it. Captain America, Castaway, and Dimension Z. Oh, my God, it's 10 issues. Yeah, it was two two arcs. I forgot it was that long. I thought it was just a fiver. That's fine. Yeah, we're going to read this. We've talked about John Romita in general. We're going to return to that topic. We're going to see if I feel differently than I did when these issues first came out. And um, I remember the story being really wacky and full of twists. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think I think it's going to be a pretty exciting episode, actually, even though I can't stand this story, but would love to talk about it. (laughs) That's half the fun. That is half the fun. Oh, that's not next time, though. That's uh, two times from now. Mm hmm. So next um, time. Yeah. You want to do it or do you want me to? Uh, Next time we are going to be doing a book club episode. We haven't done that in a while and we wanted to return to it. And we're going to be reading um, the comics inspiration to a now beloved superhero property. And that is Spider-Verse. We're going to be reading the original Spider-Verse, which had a lot of creatives, but, I'm, you know, Dan Slott being the, the mastermind at the top. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I just have a big trade. Um, do we have a, like, did you pick a reading list? Because I'm just realizing I didn't uh, figure out which issues count. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't figure out which which issues we uh, needed to read for this because Spider-Verse, unlike many of the other events 
like Spider Geddon, which had its own miniseries, this takes place in the pages of Amazing Spider Man, uh, primarily. So the core series, the main what was going on were issues nine through fifteen of Amazing Spider Man Volume Three, uh, which was the post Secret Wars, no pre pre Secret Wars volume, because worldwide starts afterwards, right. Um, here's what I'm going to say. I just, I, I'm looking at all the issues cause I, I have all of these collected. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be reading that main Spider-Man series, uh, that you mentioned, and we're going to be reading, um, tie-ins like a Spider-Verse team up. And mm-hmm. we're also going to be reading the miniseries edge of Spider-Verse, which is, that's like, that's the best part. That's the, that's the meat of it is edge of Spider-Verse is all these like tiny little one pagers or, or short stories uh, for mm-hmm. all the various Spider-Men characters. Okay. But we're not going to be obligated to, I might flip through them, read any other solo ongoing that tied in, which would include um, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man 2099, and Scarlet Spiders. And Superior Spider-Man. And Superior Spider-Man, correct. Those are um, not good. Those are going to be bonus reading. If you look at them, fine, but we're going to be talking about the main story and Edge of Spider-Verse. Are we doing the Edge of Spider-Verse issues of Amazing Spider-Man, issues seven uh, and eight? Um, I think those are more like lead-in issues. Yeah, I mean, I, they're in my trade. I'm going to look at them. Okay. So we'll, 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 you know, touch on what we need to touch on during the, during the issue uh, or during the episode. But primarily, it's going to be Amazing Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse team-up, and the Spider-Verse like two issue tie-in i guess which is really more edge of spider-verse stuff um and the original edge of spider-verse miniseries yeah for it's a lot of fun episode. elias you've never read it right no i've read it you have read it okay it's been a yeah, while i read it when it was coming out i've got the issues that's cool i got some of the issues too but i got a big fat trade because i love this story yeah 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 so we're gonna be reading that then we're gonna be doing castaway in dimension z and then we have one more episode. Do you want to announce what it is or? Yeah. Um, so we are for episode 135 of Make My Multiversity. We are going to be reading a comic called Marvel The End, which I have read and it's not a very good comic. So it's a funny uh, one to cover. Mm-hmm. But because um, that's going to be Marvel The End of my time on this show. I um, after episode 135, I'm going to be taking a little like Internet hiatus, which is the direction I've been heading in for a little while. Currently, unless there's news that I haven't heard, I do not think that the podcast is going to immediately continue beyond episode 135. No, it is going to be going on break, whether that break is like a webcomics artist and goes on for a decade, or if it's an actual break and goes on for six months to a year, uh, we have not decided yet. Yeah. But I need a break. Yeah, we've been doing this podcast pretty consistently through a lot of crazy world events now. Yeah. But, you know, we neither of us started this podcast. It existed before us. It's still a multiversity podcast, so I'm sure multiversity will um, do a new Marvel thing. I know we have our small core of loyal listeners, and, um, you know, they'll probably uh, follow the next people in this podcast who take over whatever Marvel podcast multiversity does. Mm-hmm. And Elias has not gone a week without pitching me another project that we can do together so <laughs> when we do make our triumph and return to the internet maybe we'll be doing a non I, well maybe we'll be working on a project that's not just like a general marvel podcast because mm-hmm. 
it's been really fun talking about General Marvel, but I I feel like um, I'm ready to take a break and then maybe to focus on something. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be changes are coming, but there's still a little bit more time with us in this current format and we'll save the mushy stuff for for the end uh in between bouts of probably me freaking out at whatever the hell this story is i've heard i've heard tales of marvel the end i'm but, actually gonna throw to you a bunch of because there, there is marvel the end is a mini series but there was a bunch yes. of other series called marvel the end and oh. um some of them are good and some of them are not okay but i kind of like uh hulk the end i think hulk the end is kind of good Okay, so we will we'll discuss that in a while. But next time, Spider-Verse, then Castaway in Dimension Z, and then Marvel the End. And on that note, where can they find you before your internet hiatus on the interwebs? You can find me where I've been for the last couple of episodes on websites like Tumblr and Letterboxd as Rambling Moose, which is my screen name across platforms. I'm not right now. I'm not publishing on Multiversity or anywhere. I'm taking like a whole publishing break, so I don't have anything else to announce. But, you know, like watch this space and uh, watch Multiversity because that's where our friends are at. And uh, we'll maybe see each other again soon. How about you, Elias? You're more of an Internet head than me these days. Yeah, I am still available by email at erosner at multiversitycomics.com. Still writing at Multiversity. Uh, I don't have very many things coming out, but that's just because of the nature of the beast. I'm sure I'll I'll find another seven projects to to collapse under at some point. Uh, But uh, you might also find me at Quetzalish, that's Q-U-E-T-Z-E-L-I-S-H on some social media platform, maybe. Uh, I mean, my uh, Twitter account is still active. Have I logged into it in six months? I don't think so. But this episode is edited by Livian Safir. Our theme music is by Carol Romo. It is called Excelsior. And get ready, folks. We're going to flip into the Spider-Verse the next time.